The greatest rewards come from working on something that nobody has a name for. This is really the work of creating a new world, new language, new maps, new models. And this is what we're doing at Centropic World, which makes our way of describing the work that we're doing difficult and not always easy for people to understand. In this episode of Sunday Syntropy for September 18th, 2022, I speak about the cosmology of a centropic world. Do we choose entropy over syntropy in all that we do? Hello, this is Christine McDougall. Thank you for joining us. Cosmology is to tell the story of the universe, and in this case, the universe as a centropic universe. Buckminster Fuller demonstrated mathematically that we indeed live in a centropic universe, one approaching a higher order for an eternally regenerative universe. This demonstration by Bucky contrasts the current view of entropy that our universe is disintegrating. In this episode, I'm going to look at six elements of the cosmology of the work that we do at Centropic World. Number one, we are part of the universe. Sometimes we forget that. The universe has laws, an operating system. These laws are in pure principle, and Fuller would say, true in all cases. The laws form the background of our existence, often without us noticing. Take gravity, for example. Gravity is a 24-7, everywhere, all the time law. I may not like it, but gravity is dragging my face down the longer I walk the earth. Yet we humans do not consider that gravity, everywhere, always, is also working on our businesses and relationships and the way we coordinate people. We do not ask how we deliberately apply the law of gravity to business, enterprise, value or exchange to ensure all life thriving. The law of relationship is about the balance of differences. We might like to think that the law of relationship is about same-same. Yet even if we seek to have our world filled with same-same, this denies the truth of the law of individual uniqueness. No two snowflakes are the same, no two humans, no two anythings. There is a harmonic to a dynamic vital relationship. It might be said that relationships vibrate in song. Is the song on key or off key? Laws we work with in Centropic World include the law of synergy, procession, unity is plural at minimum two, Interference, which is how we see, the 12 degrees of freedom, how to stabilize any system, minimum system in universe, leverage, pattern integrity, and many more. When we apply one law with deliberate intention, we begin to apply them all. The question we at Centropic World are continually asking and iterating is how do we apply these laws to 100%? Of everything in human affairs. Number two, nature takes her rocks and mountains apart. Nature is constantly transforming. There is no fixed state or equilibrium. Movement, 
and change are signs of life, not things that happen to life. Nature also has her own gestation rate, a time to hold, a time to stay quiet and in the dark, a time to birth, a time to die. Yet we humans have attempted to impose our timelines on nature, including the nature of business and enterprise. This imposition is another expression of humans as separate from and dominant to nature. Change has nuance. Number one, we have resistant change, a significant investment in defending the status quo. This is a fool's game. Whether that change is your personal change or change within a company, economy, or government. Maintaining the status quo is, by the nature of change, already redundant. It has neglected to account for the lag of change. Our desire to keep things as they are is the fastest way we can age. A desire to regress, to go back to some mythical previous time, is as impossible as seeking to step into the same river twice. Number two, we have incremental change. Nature changing the mountains is incremental change. Slow, steady, tick-tock. I love incremental change. I know that repeating a habit that takes 10 minutes a day, like stretching, writing, or meditating, changes us every day, year in and year out. Number three, transformative change. Where the energy, pattern, being, emotion, idea, design, structure, or system on the other side of the change looks nothing like what came before. To embrace change, practice being a stable human even within transformative change, and design an enterprise that thrives in transformative change is to partner with the laws of nature. Design for change. Love emergence. Thrive on the edge of the edge of emergence. Lead from emergence. It is at the threshold of emergence that we find the most dynamic aliveness. Number three, all organs within a healthy organism work together as agents within a community. No one organ or cell is too agentic nor too undifferentiated. We could ask what part of our body is the most essential? We know that a forest requires the whole to work. If we remove the weeds, plant the forest in neat rows and remove the insects, the forest will fail to thrive. There is also a boundary to every healthy system. Often this boundary is a membrane, not a hard wall. The boundary itself is alive and changing, adapting to change. A cell membrane allows certain elements to flow in and out while also preventing some elements from leaving and others from entering. Humans build rigid, fixed walls, be they literal walls or rules as walls. The moment we do this, we are in an entropic state. Hard, fixed and unchanging is death. Boundaries need to be alive. They need to breathe, move, and adapt. Create the right boundary for a context, ecology, or life, and the life inside the boundary will thrive. 
if the life or lives inside the boundary are not thriving, then we might attend to the boundary as the priority rather than trying to fix the people inside. Our default is to fix people, to seek to change them, another fool's game. Instead, we might invest in creating better boundaries and more beautiful contexts and ecologies. You have probably experienced this, how you come alive in certain places or conditions. Take a struggling child from a context of oppression and shame and place them in a context of love and discovery, and we build children who grow up to be healthy adults. Too often we focus on trying to fix the person. The deep and forever recognition that all life has intrinsic worth and value, that every human born has the ability to express themselves in their wholeness in the right environment, would be a transformative change in how we coordinate humans and build and design enterprises. This also requires the opportunity for difference, not same-same. A healthy culture has complementarity built into it by design. The questions then become, how do we work together elegantly with our differences? How do we design cultures and enterprises where synergy is standard, where we truly demonstrate that we are better together? Number four, an atom doesn't exist without the electromagnetic field. We can conceptually isolate the atom, but cannot isolate it from the electromagnetic field. To put this statement in pop culture language, the hero myth is dead. There is no singular, no one saviour, no acts taken by anyone anywhere in isolation. We do not have to figure anything out by ourselves. Indeed, to attempt to do so is to deny the law of synergy, relationship, leverage, interference, procession, perhaps all of the laws. To say we do anything on our own reinforces our story of separation and dominance over nature. Everything happens in relationship. There is no singularity that is not death or non-existence. Oneness can only occur with two-ness. Anytime we attempt to design or create monopoly, we are entropic. To design enterprises knowing that we are 100% interdependent on everything is transformative change. Number five, to stabilize any system requires 12 degrees of freedom. Mathematically and geometrically, there is a 12-ness to universe, six inputs and six outputs, six positive and six negative. Six forces and six responses. When we think about human coordination, we might consider teams of 12. Once teams have surpassed 12, we might multiply by division. To consider value and exchange, we might consider six domains of inputs and six domains of output, where currency is only one-sixth of the input and one-sixth of the output. This is the principle we apply to synergistic accounting, one of the foundational tools of a centropic enterprise. The minimum system in universe is tetrahedral and has four elements and six relationships. 
When we begin to understand nature's laws and apply them to everything, we are indeed creating a syntropic world. Number six, we live in a fractal universe. How we are at the small scale is how we are at the large scale. The patterns of universe repeat at scale. To start, we recognize that there are patterns and shapes that are fundamental to universe. What we practice at the small scale reverberates at the large scale. This is the principle or law of precession. Spirals of seashells and spirals of galaxies. To live the world we aspire to create is to inspire the universe into existence. This statement should not encourage the heroic, egoic quest. It is simply the way universe works. It is Mahatma Gandhi's words, be the change. Similarly, when we build enterprises, any form of human coordination, when we design currencies and accounting, encode human and earth laws, create systems of governance and government, or create new language tools and artifacts, we can choose to design, create, and build them using the eternal patterns of universe, nature's laws, and be syntropic or continue to impose our own arrogant belief that we are superior to nature and know better and design ones that we like that serve our own often very short-term purpose and in so doing move towards entropy. We get to choose every day. But first, we must see the system we are often unconsciously inhabiting. I hope the simple outline of the cosmology of syntropic world has assisted in your making conscious elements that may not have been seen. I love answering your questions. So if you have any questions for this episode or previous episodes, please visit syntropic.world forward slash podcast and click the orange button. Hi, Steve from Melbourne here. And my question is... Hi, this is Robin from warm and sunny Tanzania. My question is... Good morning, this is uh, Michael Freiber from Germany. My question is... Hi, this is Colleen in the Netherlands. My question is... Hi, this is Cindy from beautiful Cambridge. Hello, I am Paul Epping from the Netherlands. And my question for the podcast... Bonjour. My name is Dorothy from Brussels, Belgium. Hi, my name is Ivan from Cali, Colombia, but I'm living in Bali right now. Uh, so my question is... Hi, I'm Rochelle Armstrong from North East Victoria, Australia. My question is... Hi, Earth. This is Lorraine in Montreal, Canada. And my question is... And that completes my question. And that completes my question.